What's good, y'all? My name is Dylan Green, and this is Real Notes, a space dedicated to blurring the cultural and artistic lines between rap and film. I'm here to chop it up with everyone from rappers and producers to journalists and video directors about their relationship to movies and how, if at all, film inspires their craft. My guest for the season three premiere is New York-based rapper-producer Mike. We spoke about Park Chan-wook, Skinamarink, Nigerian cinema, paid in full, belly, the importance of tragedy and art, growing up across London, Philly, and New York, the nature of healing, a brief retrospective on his career, and the creative process behind his last two albums, Disco and Beware of the Monkey. Come fuck with us. What's cracking, everybody? Um, welcome back. It's been a month. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm still not fully like here yet, but, but Real Notes is back. So it doesn't matter if I'm here yet. I'm here, I guess. <laughs> nah, nah, <laughs> we're, nah, happy times. The year was good. I got COVID, but I'm better now. We're, we're all better. The world feels kind of better uh, for now. You know, you know, we'll see. It's only January, but uh, Dylan Green, Cinema Sci, uh, got a lot of names. I'm not doing a lot of shit right now. And that feels pretty tight. It feels good to not do a lot of shit. <laughs> um, but I'm with somebody else who's also been taking it a little easy, but he spent the last like eight months dumping and he's about to spend the next four dumping too. Um, <laughs> it's a, uh, this is a, uh, this is real special for, this is a real specialist season premiere. Somebody I've been fucking with tough for like five ish years. Um, man's a fucking rapper, producer, goddamn a freedom man. He's wearing some beautiful tie dye right now. Um, hey. big, big ass smiles and shit. We got Mike in the fucking <laughs> house. Like, like I, I, I like, like, I don't know, man. It's, it's like, we'll get to it later, but we got Mike in the fucking house. Like I'm just kind of blown by that fact. Um, man, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Like it really means a lot. Nah, thank you. I appreciate that shit. I've been seeing these real notes look key online for hella long. I'm like, bro, I can't wait, bro. I can't wait. <laughs> oh man, and that means so much. It's so like, oh man, I was talking to somebody yesterday who said something like that too, and just like the fact that y'all are watching this is so scary to me. Nah, it's, <laughs> just it's, trying it's, not to embarrass bro, myself. It's fire, bro. But you, you're doing like what you're supposed to do. Low key is like. Because, like, at the end of the day, we're all, like, very valuable members of, of this thing. You know what I mean? So, like, it's it's good that, like, like even, like, you, like, showing people that, like, there's no real barrier. You know what I mean? Like, just, like, we're all just humans that we all fuck with. Maybe not everything the same, but all, like, the same type of shit. Like, everybody loves a movie. You know what I mean? So. Right. Yeah, no, nah, it, it's all about universal languages and just like mm -hmm. this shit, this shit saves lives. And I want people to remember yeah. that. So, sure, you know, like, sure. <laughs> and, and, you know, just have fun and shit. So let me yeah. ask you the first thing I ask everybody who comes on here. What was the what was the last movie you saw that you or the or TV show, whatever, that you had a strong opinion about? Uh, Last movie I saw, I watched this shit with my uh girlfriend this uh, i think it's called dedicated to leaving um mm -hmm. let, me, let me just make sure that's what it's called real quick by uh this director let me see that sounds yeah. kind of familiar too it, it, it was on movie um 
decision to leave. Sorry, decision to leave. There you go. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, by Park Park Chan Wook. Uh, yeah. yeah, shout out to him, man. Yeah, that that was me and my girlfriend had watched one of uh, other movies, like an older movie he did, and then we just like was like, all right, let's just keep watching whatever the fuck, like the newest shit he got. So we had watched that shit. That shit was pretty tough. It was shot hella uh, beautifully, and it was it was cool. I feel like I more so like movies that's like I always fuck with a tragedy, like like type. Uh, ending or whatever but this didn't necessarily have like a tragedy ending but it was very like dramatic like it was kind of kind of like a crazy love story you know but i i, I felt it too right yeah now nah, his movies I, I only seen a handful myself but like he was uh he was at the forefront of something called like the hong kong new wave like at oh. some point because like i saw um uh if you saw everything everywhere all at once there's like a yeah. section like you um, I remember the bit where like um Evelyn and um uh Evelyn and her husband are like in the they're like in the alleyway and like the in like the future where she's a star yeah. and like yeah. everything gets kind of blurry like that's what mm -hmm. he did like his whole shit was like that wow. like blurry type shit yeah. like especially yeah. early on so mm -hmm. I like I didn't I didn't realize he put out something new so you just yeah, put this, me on. I'm I'm gonna have to go find that. Shit, I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty hard. I'm trying to find the one, the other one we watched, uh, because it was held like like I'm not gonna lie, I enjoyed the, that one more than I enjoyed this newer one. But I, I just gotta mm -hmm. figure out what what the movie is called. But it'll, it'll come up eventually. Right. What <laughs> you just <laughs> you you mentioned that you fuck with a tragedy sometimes. Like why why what what is it about tragedies that get you? <laughs> Right, I just it, I feel like sometimes it's like the only way to like get me to care about, about some shit. <laughs> it's like that. The movie I'm talking about that I watched was uh, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. That that's movie. Oh, that's, man. that's a tragedy, like shit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like nobody wins, but I don't know. It, it, it's something about um, like it's something about like. Just emotionally, like it's like the shit that like gets me. Like I was like, oh, it's like, and then a, a lot of art. I feel like a lot of art, even if like in reality it might not be as much of a tragedy. I feel like every artist, like like mind, like brain said thing is like, oh, I'm going through a tragedy, and this is how like exp like express what's going on. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. Right. I, sorry, what did you say? No, no, no. I I I was just agreeing with you. Yeah, nah, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Seriously, like, like, I watched this other movie called Incendies. Yeah, yeah. like, like, super, like, just like, tra like tragic. But I don't know. Something about it, because it's like, even throughout all the tragic shit, there's still like a lot of good, um, like, lessons I feel like to be learned. But, it's, but for some reason, the tragic shit just always like makes it uh, easy to like. I don't know, like understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sticks. It 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 sticks. And also, also, I just realized I completely fucked up. The person I was talking about who did the who did the Hong Kong New Wave shit was Wong Kar Wai. He's somebody completely different. Uh, sure, I sure, fucked sure. up. Park 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 Chan Wook is um he had, yeah yeah because you said sympathy for Lady Vengeance and he's yeah. the guy who made Old Boy. I don't know if you ever seen Old Boy, but Old nah, Boy is fucking but, but, crazy. I heard about it. Yeah, 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 I heard about it. You, you watch that shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, nah, because sim- yeah, yeah, um, All Boys Sympathy for Lady Vengeance, and there's one other movie. They make up like a trilogy. Yo, mm. yo, yo, son, you got you, you, you got to watch All Boy. Yeah, like, that's that's a tragedy. That's a fucking <laughs> tragedy, son. Like, oh my <laughs> god, I love you too much. Yeah, nah, I love that shit, bro. Did you, you watch? You gotta watch this shit, bro. The Sympathy for Lady Vengeance, bro. This shit is like, is this fine? Is this hard? Like. Cause you expect, I feel like most movies you kind of expect shit to all be good at the ending. So like sometimes it's just as little as like making it not a good ending that just makes the movie interesting. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Nah. If if you're into that, yeah, I'm gonna say it again. You gotta watch Old Boy. Like I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm like. Man, that shit that 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 shit fucked me up for like a week after I watched. It. I watched that in high school too. Like, 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 like no no sixteen year old needs to be watching no fucking old boys. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, good shit over there. I haven't I haven't seen I haven't seen Sympathy for Lady Vengeance and man, it's been a it's been a minute. I've been meaning to like tap back in to all of his stuff because like I haven't yeah. seen Sympathy for Lady Vengeance since like college. Maybe it's been like ten years. Yeah, that's just that's just good. I, I just watched that shit is so hard to me, bro. I, I feel like you know what also be making the shit hard is that like I feel like all these like tragedies is like shit people be going through in real life, but then like because it's shot so well, it's like <laughs> it just makes like the idea like I don't know like it's like how do you portray something so like foul and like sad in such a good way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it's like we're like at a remove and just kind of like you know like it is re- you know like it is real but it doesn't feel real it's 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 weird like that's like we were talking about it off camera but that's what got me about this fucking skin marink movie because because uh. like because <laughs> like, like the whole because like i don't want to spoil it but all i'm gonna say is it's about these two kids they got to be like four and six years old they're like in a house and they're and like they can't find their parents it's like late at night and there's like a monster in the dark somewhere you know like on some like you ever it's so like yeah so like the whole thing is like the whole movie is shot from like diff like you never see anybody's face yeah oh that's crazy like you you never see faces all you see is like feet and like the backs of heads and like torsos and just like it's so it's like you ever you ever like like when you were a kid was there ever was there ever a period of time when like your parents weren't home and like you were like in the dark and like you just like because like when I was a kid I would run I would like pretend a monster was chasing me if it was like too dark to like yeah. get to my room faster type shit like the the movie's that it's like that <laughs> for an hour and 40 minutes it's it's weird and creepy and scary and good nah, and like it sounds virus like <laughs> It's like not exactly. I, I'm like, I guess it is kind of tragic, but it's like it like operates on dream logic. It's it's yeah. like, yeah, it's 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 like a. Uh, you ever see the movie Poltergeist with the fucking girl who goes in the TV? Poltergeist? Uh, nah, I don't think so. I, I think I watched the. Uh, well, you know the scary movie depicting they do the that, that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like. No, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I was just saying, I've seen that shit. Yeah, but like, it's, it's like, imagine that, but it's like redone as like a Reddit style creepypasta. Like, yeah. that's skinnamaric. It's it's kind of wild. Nah, it's, it, it sounds spooky as fuck. I feel like, like that, 
type of uh, fear shit be the shit that be like kind of scaring me the most. Because when I was younger, I definitely used to be the type that would like run up to, even till today. Like sometimes, like <laughs> if I'm somewhere that like just feels a little bit off, especially if I'm by myself, I just get the fuck up out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not with the quickness, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm the same way. But yeah, like, but, but yeah, like back to the tragedy thing. It's just like, yeah, there's something like, you know, it's just like tragedy and like mortality are these like two things that I feel like everyone in life goes through. I mean, I mean like, you know, like more like mortality is something that's going to come for all of us. And yeah. like, you're going to be sad. You're going to be scared. Like, these are just like things that happen to every human being. Yeah. And I think that's what makes them. You know, and, and like that's what makes happiness relatable too, because like these yeah. are all things that everyone feels, and you know, uh, I get you, I get you. Uh, um, so, so for, yeah, like so for you, what was what's the first movie experience you can remember having? Like it could be at the theater, it could be at your cousin house. Yeah, I, I have like, I, you know, I was thinking about that question. I was like, yo, there's, there's like two like memories that are like my beginning memories of like movies really there's one like the, the first memory i would say is like the memory i used to have a lot and uh, just of like like when i was younger my parents used to watch hella nollywood movies and shit so uh yeah. like we'd just be in the crib watching all crazy like it's like wild nollywood movies but there's this one specific nollywood movie called uh beyonce versus rihanna no stop it <laughs> Yo, and honestly, it was one of the like it was a series. So it starts off like I think it starts off with just the Beyonce movie, like just like it's just like the a woman from Nigeria, their name is Beyonce. <laughs> so it's like this is how they always do shit. But like it would just be like like I guess they're, they're like Nollywood movies. I guess it's supposed to be like more it's like the drama, but like all those movies would just seem like real horror movies to me. Cause it would be like super like low quality effects. Like whenever like they do voodoo or some shit or like do a, like any type of like crazy, like there was like a part where like the lady put a, a bee's nest over the, like the lady's head and mm-hmm. her face is supposed to look all crazy. And I just remember as a kid, like being like, bro, this shit has actually traumatized me because this is some of the scariest shit <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and like, I just remember like, those movies used to have me like shook as fuck, like just like even like like simple shit, like like a witch mask, be like spooking the fuck out of me because I'd be like, bro, the way they made them shits look so creepy back in the day, bro, is like too much, too much. Yeah, my bad. Nah, you're good. What happened? What happened? Nah, my puppy just knocked all the weed out my hand. Yeah, she's just she's bad business, bro. No, (laughs) and it look like the faces she be making after she do the dumbest shit. It's like, yo, (laughs) act like you got a brain, bro. Uh uh. Oh man, what's what's her what's her name, son? Uh, Mezcal. Oh, that's so cute. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, but. Yeah, like the, the Nollywood Nollywood movies, and then you know the you know the Spy Kids movie that had the um, 
it was like a like a gorilla spider, like that might have been the third one, right? Is that is that the one with like George Lopez is the clock man, or not? Maybe it's an old it's an old one because let me see Spy Kids because I, I think I remember the three the three D shit the three D shit is when they're like yeah they're they're in like the uh, video game shit. It might it might be the first Spy Kids, but they basically like create these um they basically create these like weird animal things, and it's like a like a gorilla spider or some shit or some other shit. I just remember seeing that shit because uh, elementary school they had took us to um, like a they took us to this movie theater that's like a uh, school trip or whatever, and that's the movie we had watched. And I, that's just always right. like a, a very vivid um, memory of mine because that that spider gorilla shit was weird. And they also had a bro with the um, the nigga who had the faces connected to his head and shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now that was the first one. That's the first <laughs> movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, they because yeah they because yeah, they had like eighty like they were like making all the little alien shits and like they were all like regular humans that they just like turned into these creatures and like. <laughs> And, and the one thing I remember is that like their whole like they like they spoke in what we thought was gibberish, but they were just like speaking backwards and they played the shit back and they were just like, save us, help us or some shit. Like, just, what a wild ass movie, bro. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was tough because it was like real like kid humor. Like I feel like like as a kid, it was just funny as shit. Right. Nah, I feel it. I, I was I, I was really into those two. And then and then um and then um Uncle Machete came in and then they made his movie like 10 years later. And, yeah. But um but no, nah, I I didn't I, I didn't want to glance over Nollywood because I haven't talked about Nollywood too much on here. And I appreciate you bringing it up because like because like for anybody who doesn't know, like Nollywood is like, you know, like Nigeria has one of like the like Nigeria probably has the craziest film industry in Africa and like it's 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 like it to to a certain extent it's like almost on the scale of what we got over here as far as like just as far as like how popular the shit is and there's like eighty thousand different kinds of movies like one of the only i can't remember what it's called but there was this one nollywood joint i watched the whole movie took place on a plane that sounds and it was like it was like it was like like it was it was like a dramedy about like everyone's like it like it focused on like six different passengers like two that were in like first class and like two people who were in coach and they were like it was like it was like somebody was having like marriage problems and like somebody else was like trying to like get to like a job or some shit and like it was it was just so like it would be stuff like that and then there was this other really crazy one that I saw that was like uh it was it was like a movie that took place over the course of like two months about this woman who was like ostracized from her fucking community. I wish I could remember what it was. It was called Mama Something. I'm uh, so mad that I can't remember what it's called. No, it's but, yeah, um, I, I, I don't be remembering none of this brad. Literally, like when I was younger, I was like like I was like my parents would play that shit and I would just be like shaped like for real scared in the crib. <laughs> like so, so all <laughs> Like niggas be trying to bring that shit up to me like today or whatever, and I'd be like, like, yeah, I, I honestly blocked that shit out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, nah, they nah, yeah, no, nah, they really be going crazy with all just like, you know, like <laughs> it's like stuff like that, and like it's 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 just like 
there's so much coming out of Nigeria in that. Like, I, I don't know. It's it's a uh, I've been meaning to tap back in, but I don't know what you're talking about. But that sounds that's that, yeah. that sounds different. That sounds different. I think there's like like especially on some like tragedy shit, like like the Nollywood movies be like real like like well, just fucked up tragedies where like I, I think like in the Beyonce versus Rihanna series, there's like a part where like like basically the whole time it's just Beyonce Rihanna beefing the whole time. And then at, at one point they like get like the baby and do like a ritual on the baby where like they like it's fucked up. They it's so fucked up. I don't even want to say it. It's really it's, the <laughs> idea of it is just so nasty, bro. But they, they basically put the puppy in a not the puppy, the baby in a um, like a bowl. And you know the shit that like Dominicans be using to like yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm like, what made y'all think of this specifically to like put in a movie, bro? Like that shit is just dark, bro. But but you know, you know which uh who had the funny, the funny Johns, like the funny Nollywood movies, you know them two, it's like these two men, but they look like kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking like just yeah, it's like this little this little yeah, yeah. T- tell me, tell me about it. I, I don't want to cut you off. Nah, 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 nah. I, I don't I can't I can't remember their names, but I just remember like those used to be the two like real con- like I know if they was on the TV, then like I wasn't about to watch no like horror film. That's just like be like the comedy of the comedic Nollywood films, but they, they just they they be they, they be going through it all the time, bro. Like, <laughs> like yeah, 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 yeah. It's like I feel like everyone's seen like the pictures and the memes of just like the kid just like just sitting there and just <laughs> like he 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 he, 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 he looks like he's been alive for like fifty two years type shit. <laughs> he's fucking like seven, like bro, that shit is so oh amazing, man, bro. like <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Those movies, yeah, 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 like those movies are like so intensive too. Like they really be going through like real life struggles at all times, right. like so, just like it, shit honestly, you could never imagine. <laughs> it's so crazy, like, like I, honestly, like I, I just be thinking, but, but I feel like as, as I got older, I, I became a lot more appreciative of it because I'm. I think it's really cool that there's like a wave of cinema coming out out of like Nigeria, especially somewhere that's like. A lot of the art movements that they've done have like been like a like political ways to get people to get people to be on the government side or whatever. So it's cool to see right. like just like a genuine, um, just like like their own cinema thing that like this is like what we like what we do and like what we fuck with and shit. Yeah. Right? You know? Yeah. Like it's it's so crazy because I think a lot about the fact that like. Like so many people all, you, you know, like culture is probably the biggest export out of the States. And there's yeah. like, you know, like ho- like Hollywood movies are like, Hollywood movies impact the world in such a crazy and like weird and different way to the point where like you go somewhere like Nigeria or like India and you can see how like somebody would be watching like hella Hollywood films from over here but just like how they mix that sensibility with what, what they got going on over there and just how it mutates <laughs> and like and, and like that that's what makes it so fire you know like that's why i love bollywood and nollywood films so much because yeah. like yeah it's hard i like it no nah, that's just tough it's, it's, it's definitely like it's, it's like i feel like a lot of the old nollywood movies is like the like mixtape versions of cinema no cap. 
basically like <laughs> yeah you're not lying like it's, it's just like yeah no it's just like loose and just like it just flows type shit yeah. i love it it's 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 so good um and like as you got um, so as you got older and moved on from being terrified by people in masks um <laughs> what um <laughs> what uh was like was there a movie that you saw growing up that kind of like stopped you and made you really you know, like not even necessarily in an artful way, but just kind of made you appreciate movies as more than just like a piece of entertainment, like something you connected to emotionally or just like something that really just shook you. Yeah, uh, fucking uh, Goodfellas. Mm. Right, I'm not gonna lie, when I first seen that movie, and it's like kind of like, I don't know, when I was like a teenager, I had this weird obsession with like all like uh, mafia, mob, like, thing i just used to do like 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 i when i i feel like as kids a lot of us be hating books but one of the first like real books i read was like the uh donnie like the donnie brasco book oh shit i never yeah. read that but i but i know what it is that's crazy yeah that shit is hard that shit is low-key it was tough it was definitely like i must have been like 13 years old so a lot of it i wasn't really taking it how i was supposed to take it in, but all the pictures <laughs> and shit i'd be like yo this is so cool bro but um yeah, Good Goodfellas was like one of those movies that I, when I watched, I was like, nah, this is like the perfect movie, bro. I'm not gonna lie, this is too far. To me. <laughs> what is it? What 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 was it about Goodfellas that really struck you like that? Because I mean, like that's like a classic. I feel like that's like a, you know, like you know, like that's like it stretches across every like every kind of person I've ever met in my life fucks with Goodfellas. Like yeah. it doesn't matter what type of shit you like. Hey, I'm not, yeah, I'm I'm gonna answer that question, but I'm also gonna put in another movie if that's cool. Please, come on. Paid in full. Paid in full and goodfellas. It's like come, come on. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. Like, like, even I, I I be nervous to bring up those movies to like real like movie people. Cause I'm like, yeah, it's like movies that everybody watch. I'm like, bro, those are like two like perfect uh gangster movies bro like that it's just like I, I think the reason why i fuck with both of those movies but i start with goodfellas um because like if you know about like like the mafia shit like it's supposed to be like only if you're a sicilian or like have italian blood in you because they need to be able to go to your like if you do something bad out here they need to be able to die like find your family based off of your last name back in in italy or sicily you know what i mean so yeah um, bro, like the main character being like half Irish, uh, and then with, with an Italian mob, I was like, bro, like this shit is so tough because it's like an experience that you get to see somebody like being in the mafia basically without necessarily like being. It like seems like an experience that like almost like anybody like this is the one mafia experience that like anybody could like live. Well, not necessarily because right. yeah, but. I'm like, it, it just, I feel like at that time, it was kind of like, it was, it was cool just to see that shit. Like, uh, it was like an Irish, like an Irish dude doing all this mafia shit. And then you also get to see like, like not only them just like killing people or beefing people, but their own personal like uh, vices or like the dumb shit they be doing to each other or whatever. Like, I, I don't know, something about that movie is just so fire. Like, by the end of the movie, I, I personally just felt connected to, like, that of the characters, for real. <laughs> yeah, nah, like, there's, like, 
you know, like on top of all of that, just like Joe Pesci's whole shit in that movie is like one of the like that was one of the first times I remember being just like I like, like that was one of the first times I remember like a performance really just like gripping me on some like, damn, like the fuck is this guy going to do next? You yeah. know, like I was so young when I saw Goodfellas. So like, you know, like because like the one the one scene that I remember every time I come away is the one where he's pistol whipping bro in the driveway. You know, like that that that, that shit is so crazy. <laughs> right, that shit is tough. The, the, the one that I always love, you know, this shit uh, where the nigga like, like uh, his man's just come out of jail. They come to link the niggas at the bar or whatever, and then his man is trying to son son a uh, Joe Joe Pesci nigga like bro, he's like yeah like he's basically like like what he's like like the the nigga pressing him pressing him pressing him, and then he's like you know what like they was arguing arguing and he's like you know what you got it bro, and the nigga leave and then come back and start whooping the shit out of her. Except <laughs> shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that shit. I'm like yeah, like I remember like I, I like. Like the, when I was like first making beats, that's like one of the first like uh, interlude things that I like tried to sample and shit. Like that, 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 that <laughs> is amazing to me, bro. It's, it's just a great movie. Yeah, that's incredible. Damn, wow. That's like a because I'm thinking about it. I can't think of I can't think of very many songs that have sampled Goodfellas before. I like I feel like I feel like a lot of people consider that almost like untouchable. Maybe not. Like maybe I'm overthinking it, but like right. nah, that's nah, interesting because I've yeah. You definitely have a point. There is there is definitely like a like you're not overthinking that at all. People have those untouchable, untouchable things for surely. But I feel like it all depends on like what is untouchable to you. You know what I mean? Like when I was first yeah. sampling this shit, nothing like nothing. I touch anything for <laughs> right. Yeah, no, nah, I get it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like it's just, yeah, it's just like you're like feeling around type shit. Yeah, like yeah. even now, like you, you, you know, like I'll hear things like either like in a movie or, or something, and I'll just think to myself like that shit would be like, you know, like I want to rip that and just like put it somewhere. Like if I ever make a beat one day, like nah, just for you. shits, you know, like you, you, you gotta yeah. make the folder, bro. People will pay you big money for that. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, <laughs> I I got you, son. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shit. But talk to me. Talk to me about paid in full because I had um, what was it called? I had Mavi on here like a month and a half ago, and we spent like twenty minutes talking about paid bro, in full. So what was it about? Yeah, bro, it's one of the greatest films in the world because it shows you like literally, paid in full is the only movie that people are like, oh, that's Ace. Like in the friend group, in your own friend group, you're like, oh, that's Ace. That's Mitch. That's Rico. Like literally, like like <laughs> it, 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 it's it's just so fire because it really shows you like. Like, it's one of those movies, and I always appreciate movies like this, like Boys in the Hood, I feel like it's another kind of movie like this that's like, kind of like, and maybe it's a stereotype movie or whatever, but I just, to me, it's like a movie that shows like some of the different um, options people have to like take in these environments, you know? Like, like I, I watched a movie recently uh, called A.E. Muffet, and the movie is, it's like, it's a very, um, it's based in Nigeria or whatever, but the movie's just about niggas trying to leave Nigeria to come to England or like come to America, which is something that like, like 60% of Nigerians is like their everyday battle, you know what I mean? So like the pain and full right. shit, it just, it's, it's just like, yo, like these are niggas that you know, like these are people that you know that like could do similar things. And then like, even like the character Ace, how they portrayed Ace, like bro, like at certain points of the movie, 
it feel like you're you like yo ace like you feel like when mitch was in the car it feel like you mitch all the time like yo ace you should have did this bro you should have did this bro and then like it just show you like like i feel like especially as a man like there's so many themes of like what rage gets you what like uh trying to barter with certain shit gets you how like the idea of like snaking like snaking people or blah blah, blah. like <laughs> i feel like that'd be everybody like intro into understanding like bro just like bro it's crazy bro that shit is deep bro because because then it, it it just show you like how kind of like warped living in like certain places be bro or growing up in certain yeah. places yeah just like you know it's like just like just like giving three examples you got like you got everything going on with ace and you got like i mean i'm mean like a maybe the best wood harris has ever been in a movie ever like ace is just like <laughs> I, 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 I what happened no i was saying it's like his performance was amazing bro yeah for real you know like but yeah you know you look at you look at everything going on with him and lulu and then just like and then everything and, and you know like i always you know, like Mackay Pfeiffer has been what Mackay Pfeiffer was like an actor that I really, really looked up to growing up. And especially yeah. because of the way like that car scene when he's like crying over Sonny, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, but then, but then, but, you know, you look at <laughs> what'd you say, bro? Every nigga has cried in the car. Like, no cat, like, today's best friend, <laughs> today's best friend, like, bro, I'm about, I'm about to go so hard. Yeah, like, bro, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, <laughs> it, bro, it, 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 I feel like especially... If, if you don't have those niggas in your life already as a young male and you watch that movie, you learn and receive so much that like you wouldn't, like you don't have to now like get, like literally like when it comes to like life and, and a lot of shit, bro, I would then just think like, yo, how would Ace handle like, like handle this shit? You know what yeah, I mean? like, yeah. What would Ace do? What would Mitch yeah. do? Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. The but thing- then about Ace, I, yeah. I don't even try to like say too much because I'm gonna shut up after this. <laughs> but the thing about Ace is he kind of shows you how like that nigga bitch was like the one getting money. Everybody thought he was the one, mm-hmm. and then Loki like Ace was the one for real. Yeah, and, like it shows you how yeah. it is, like to be the one, but nobody even sees it. Yet. Yeah, you know what yeah. and like only you know for real. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like nah, bro, that that yeah. that, 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 that nigga like because that, that that's the shit too. Bro, I even I have I have made a post. I was I made a post recently. Where I was like, oh, like pay the fool, but we all Mitch. And originally I was gonna put Ace, but then I was like, nah, that nigga Ace look he snitched. And then, but then but then I'm like, yo, I'm like, it, it, it's so it's so funny because it's like Ace kind of took Mitch shit and then like uh like evolute like evolutionized it where like created like turned it into like some uh. Like a, like a more thought out process, you know, like right. what, what he was already doing, which is why it works for a nigga like Ace. But then it's like, yeah, Vlad interview with, yeah, yeah, with the real nigga. Yeah, yeah. I watched that. Right. Show, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But the real nigga, I'm not going to lie, it, it's going to make you not fuck with Ace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen the interview yet. Yeah, bro, bro. <laughs> what Harris played that nigga so good, bro. I was like, nah, like, even when Ace first did, I'm like, nah, this but nigga I still so think, But I'm not going to lie. If you watch he, this, he said that the, the, I think that he said that the real uh, what's it called? The real uh, the nigga that played Cam, the real uh, what was his name? Uh, Rico, Rico, yeah, Rico, no, yeah, one. Rico. I can't, I can't remember. I, you know, he, he had just came out and, and niggas killed him. Yeah, but I can't remember the nigga name. 
Yeah, they said that he got himself bagged off some hot shit. He was just being hot. Uh, Mm. I mean, I mean, I mean, that was Rico's whole shit, you know, like fucking yeah, like playing porn, playing porn in the club ass nigga. Like, yeah, like, yeah. you know, like that's the that's the beautiful thing about paid in full to me is that it's really like duality, a man type shit. Like you have fucking you, you have fucking Mitch crying over Sonny in the car and like really trying to go hard. And then you have Rico pulling people out of car windows and playing porn in the club, you know, like yeah. playing like sex tapes in the club. Like that's yeah. like. You know, like, like yeah, but but it, it, it's so crazy <laughs> though because at, bro, I swear at different points in the movie you're like yo, it it make more sense to alpha. be ace right now, yeah, alpha. alpha. At, at different parts of the movie, I feel like it, it make more sense to be ace, it make more sense to be Mitch, and it make more sense to be Rico. Bro. It's because but, real life, bro. The funny thing about real life is not so black and white and easy for you to be like, this is a good guy. Exactly, bro. That's why the movie is so exactly, hard. yeah. It, it give you like the full anatomy of like all this shit. It's like, oh, like it's not just about being a good nigga because that's just not gonna be like, you know, like it's just, and even it's not black and white with the switches. Right, sure. right. yeah, yeah. How Ace did it in the movie it wasn't it wasn't like he was also he still had some gangster shit. Yeah. He was trying to get the, but, and, then, but, and then in real life, yeah, no, nah, yeah, yeah. Alpha was like he wasn't even like a, when he came home, niggas didn't care. Mm -hmm. Nobody cared. Nah, but 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 they 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 killed him, bro. But he got killed because he yeah. was fucking with some nigga's girl. Uh, and some nigga killed him because of a woman. That's crazy. You feel me? It's like, bro, niggas niggas are more likely to kill somebody over a girl than they are like some like pride shit. You feel me? Like some like real like oh he snitched or he yeah. like stole from me. You know what I mean? Yeah. As soon as he fucks somebody's that's how, girl, that, then they're yeah. gonna try to kill you. <laughs> that's how that, that's how trouble died, bro. Like trouble died because yeah, trouble died shit, because he was yeah. because he was fucking somebody's lady, which yeah. like rest in peace trouble because he's one of my favorites. But like yeah, you know like that's just real. That's because just real. More than feelings over women than like things that are, like that are real. Like a nigga could call you a bitch. All this other shit. The moment he fucks a nigga's girl, it's like oh I gotta kill him. <laughs> Like, Man, yeah. people, 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 that. fucking immature and shit. Like I can't even. But no, nah, like paid in full is paid in full. And like I think like. Two things. A Nah, bro. I appreciate it. Nah, man. I appreciate I, I appreciate your perspective, son. Honestly. Like I'm just happy you're here. <laughs> yeah, for real, man. Nah, I was just gonna say, A, um, the little DJ interludes always kill me. Like, it's like cause like Cause like what year what what year did paid in full take place? It was like the seventies or the eighties, you know, the eighties, right? Something like maybe yeah. Cause like cause, yeah, cause like I always think about that, and I just think about like K-Slay. cause like that sounds like some fucking like DJ K-Slay type. It might even be K-Slay. I can't remember uh, anymore. Yeah, bro, like, it's, it's it's perfect, bro. I'm not gonna lie, like just all some like meaningful like. Cause I I I try to I watched Belly for the first time recently, and I, and I, and I fuck with Belly. I, I I just I just never like like look like when I when I had watched Pay the Fool, bro, I was young as shit. I was I was still living in England. I remember my my sister uh was at her like boyfriend's crib at the time. These niggas like basically like like we at we at her boyfriend crib. The nigga is like my age right now, so the nigga ain't really have like have, like half shit at his crib basically. So right. yeah, so we just watching him playing full on the projector on the wall, <laughs> and like it's still daytime, so like not all the colors is there and shit. But like like I'm like bro, like that shit like 
like even like uh art like artistic wise bro paid in full is fucking crazy bro like i feel like like honestly a lot of niggas this is a hot take a lot of niggas might not fuck with me over this but i feel like belly and paid in full bro niggas just should have took the cinematographer from belly and used that shit for paid in full bro. <laughs> i mean and, i mean fucking what's it what's it called it was um uh, hype. Uh, what's it called? Hype Williams did fucking did fucking belly. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh-huh. if if Hype Williams did paid in full, that'd be crazy, honestly. Right. Like, because because I'm like, bro, like the story of paid in full. I'm sorry, it's so strong, bro. It's so strong, like so strong. Yeah, but like, but and, and you know, like the the story in belly is like not. This might be a hot take, but I know, like, it's not it. It's bad. I'm. I'm just gonna say it. it's bad. <laughs> Yo, but like, like but I, I, son, I love Belly. Belly, like, just like, especially the first like ten minutes of Belly is like yeah. as close to perfection as movies get. I'm, I'm not nah, gonna front. But, but like, but like that shit falls apart like forty minutes in story wise, yeah. and you're like, you're just looking at it and just like, and, like watching exactly. the performances type shit it, like it looks it looks nice as fuck that's the one thing about it that it looks hella good and, and, and that's but even and even so how pay the fools already shot i would i really honestly gonna change much like even um the scene the scene where they're all in the club and the money start falling from the sky bro like like, mm-hmm. like those type of scenes i'm not gonna lie like is like the black like like the backbone of fucking black culture bro. <laughs> i'm not gonna lie like like it's, uh-huh. it's, it's crazy, bro. You, you see that shit. You see that shit. I I feel like that movie's so fire because it it like when niggas talk about influence and like changing the like how people's lifestyle is and shit. I think that movie mm-hmm. plays such a, a important role in that. Nah, for sure. Like it's um like it's to the point where like I look at like the Criterion Collection has started to add a whole lot more like black film into it. Like I just got Cooley High um, for Christmas and Cooley uh, High is amazing if you've never seen it. I saw nah. it for the first time back in December. Go, go find Cooley High. It's crazy. Um, yeah. But like, but like put, like, I'm, I'm gonna say it, put Paid in Full and Belly in the Criterion Collection. Like, yeah. I don't know who, I, I don't know if anybody's listening. Somebody nah. put them to in the fucking Criterion to, Collection, please. They got to, they got to. It's two, like, beautiful works of, uh, of, like, black, like, black cinema, bro, that, that low-key, I feel like, changed, it, like, changed everything, bro. Not, because, like, paid in full and belly, you can see, her, the her, like, the reference, like, for, like, the next 20 years, you know what I mean? Like, the next five mm-hmm. years. Like, that shit is crazy. Nah, for real. And around this time, uh, or, or not even just around this time, but like, when did, I always feel awkward asking this question, when did music become a part of your life? But I feel like music's always been a part of your life. So like, when did you first become like an active consumer of music, like consciously, like I fuck with this, that, whatever. Like, when did that happen for you? Uh, I, I, I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. What? Yeah, it's it's funny. It's, it's it's funny. I I I have I have basically like so I, I I was living in England. I used to there used to be this like and this was like kind of like right before it became like a conscious decision to really like fuck with music or like look for certain things that I fuck with. Um, right before I had moved back to America, I was living in England. 
uh, there used to be this channel called Channel U where they would just play grime music all the time. And that's basically how I like found out about like all like all that shit. And also, I had a cousin Sadiq who put me on to like he literally put me on to LimeWire. And when he put me on the LimeWire, the first thing he showed me was like a grime, like a grime song. He's like, yo, you could download all this shit on here. And, <laughs> and then from there, I kind of knew about grime. Then I started watching Channel U. And then um, there was this one day I had heard this one song. And I was nah, this shit's too tough, like, and basically, I since that day, I was like, yeah, I'm about to start rapping, and then uh, I, like, go upstairs, so this is, like, this is it's crazy, because this is before I actually fucked with, like, music in a way where, like, I'm looking for music on my own, so I'm, like, I, this is, like, the first part where, like, I'm, like, yeah, I'm about to start rapping, and then I moved to America, when I moved to America, my dad got me this, like, little radio thingy, like a, it was like a weird radio. It looked like it's like a little box. It's really an alarm clock, but there's like an option to like play the radio or whatever. So then, yeah, like Hot ninety seven. This is around the time where like Drake was like just like really blowing up, and uh, he had that one song like hey, "You Miss Me" and I'm gone. You know that song I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know exactly the song you're talking about. <laughs> and he had the Crooks and Castle sweater in the video with the, the Mickey Mouse glove. Red. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. Like, that shit, I had just moved to Philly, and, like, I was just listening to the radio every night. Like, Young Money was really, like, my favorite shit. Like, that that Lil Wayne, because I, I was living in England when Lil Wayne was really doing this shit. So the part I only really got to fuck with Wayne for was, like, the... um sorry for the wait right so like around like the time when he was with like um with nikki and drake on young money yeah right yeah, it yeah. Was like that period of time honestly like musically was blowing my fucking mind like that shit i was just like fuck <laughs> bro i really thought drake was like one of them like i was like bro like he's like not to be played with bro and Lil Wayne too like especially especially i sorry for the wait like and this is without me really knowing too much so like the importance that they already had in hip hop because my parents, like my dad, the last rap album he really listened to was like Biggie Ready to Die. Like he's from Nigeria, you know, like none of that shit really like mean too much to him. The only reason I think he listened to Biggie is because that was when he first came to over here and like was going to high school and shit. That was what was out at the time. So, um, but yeah, like, Besides all that shit, um, yeah, like Young Money. The uh, in Philly there was also like Philly had like a big ass dance culture. So like, yep. kind of like they still do, order, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like in order to be cool, for for you had to know how to dance and like listen to like all like the club music, and so that that was like another time where I was like really tapped into like. I, I was like looking for my own music, like looking for all these like underground like Philly DJs and shit that was making their mixes, like DJ Two. Uh, the one they got that one, the one song like uh, "Pass It Around the Nation," "Pass It Pass Around the Nation." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Were you cutting it up on the fucking dance floor, son? Is that Bro, thing I'm that not, Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Middle school, I was going crazy. Like middle school, and it was funny because. I had just came from the United Kingdom. So niggas was like, yo, what, like this English nigga over here. This. 
No, it was, it was hilarious. But yeah, that 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 shit was definitely like uh, like a big introduction just to um, like fucking with my own music. You know, like music that I think is cool. That's hard because, like, you know, like you just you, you just talking about like like Young Money era Drake and Wayne and Philly Club. Like I know you're I, like I know you spent time in like a lot of corners of the globe, but yeah. you know, like you, you're like now like like now all I'm imagining is just you going over fucking Philly Club shit, and that <laughs> might need to happen one day. Now that yeah, you, you know, like the whole shit kind of came full circle because fucking like, I'm from Jersey. So like right. so you seeing like Jersey clubs going crazy right now. Yeah. So like <laughs> it's, it's, it's so crazy. It's so crazy because honestly, I I would have never thought I, w- I would have never thought because of how low key that shit would seem. Like even when like people like you would talk about like tangent is like the dance that they do out there and shit. You would talk to people about that outside of Philly, nobody would know where they're at. So like all this yeah. shit, like it even made me hella happy for Uzi. Cause I was like, damn, like I know he got to be gassed as fuck. Like this shit actually like came, like really came back around for him. For yeah, that's fuck. Damn, yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, you know, like I, yeah, I just, I just don't think I've ever heard you talk about like you really like dig into like the shit you were doing in Philly at that time. So like that's just like enlightening for me. So that's hard. I like that a lot. <laughs> no cap, <bro>. different times. <laughs> um so for you so you know like before before we move on to like really focusing on like your shit for a bit um what you know like you know you got you got all this music and movie experience kind of going on at once like especially with like the grime shit and the Uh Philly club shit and like everything you're kind of taking in was there a was there ever a period of time where you like consciously realized that like music and movies were two things that could like complement each other, like how like a song can amplify a movie scene, or like how a music video could amplify like a song. It doesn't have to be either of those two things, but like nah, something yeah, like nah. that. It's surely like um, I, I I feel like I feel like uh, there was definitely like like a part. I can't I can't really map out exactly when like when it was, but I know there's like definitely different. Um, influences like when it comes to those things like i feel like definitely like paid like movies like paid a fool or even good fellas or like certain music videos low-key like there's this like fan-made video uh that like these people made for like this hype williams song but like the dean blunt group with uh england copeland yeah i, yeah. I actually know what you're talking about that's crazy yeah they, 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 they made like a fan-made video for this song called like your girl smells like tongue tongue lee when she wears the or some shit and then uh <laughs> yeah like where that has track name <laughs> but but um, the the video is just like a dude like dancing in slow-mo next to a bed or whatever like some real tumblr shit but certain shit like that like like relating it back to like the movies or whatever like i, I feel like kind of idea of being able to portray something like portray to be, being able just to express two emotions or more than one emotion at the same time like i feel like especially with a lot of my earlier music was um like a lot more uh I feel like the topics of the music were a lot more like sad or like a lot more down or whatever. So like 
figuring out how to ju like ju juxtapose that with um, the different sounds that I use or like maybe the different words that I use or the type of flow that I use and shit. So that's definitely how those like to visually and then like the audio and shit like came together. I feel that because let me tell you something about when I first heard "May God Bless Your Hustle." Mm -hmm. When I first heard "May God Bless Your Hustle," the thing that always sticks out to me—I'm blanking on the song name right now because I'm on the spot. But oh. but you open one of them songs talking about hunger make you eat your words instead. Like that's <laughs> such a fucking image, bro. Like <laughs> I like I remember the first time I heard that shit because my boy. Um, I'm gonna say real quick, my boy Greg. Shout out to Greg. I love you if you're listening. He put me on to you and Slum like uh, right before hustle came out you know like yeah, he was yeah. he was like on the ground at that time i mean i was too but like he was like even further but like but like i heard hustle and i was like that shit that shit was a head bust it fucking exploded everything in my brain and like <laughs> you, you yeah no like you like you just had these fucking images just like that and like you said you were like off the wall, like a wet sticker, shit like that. You know, like I, I it's like I can see it, feel it, like taste it, touch it, crazy nah, shit. So I like, for real. thank you, bro. Yeah, no, absolutely. I just like, I just feel you saying that because I can see, I can see it in your writing at that time, mm. and yeah. like, what was it? Before we get into that, what mm. was it? when when did you when did you first realize that rap was going to be more than just a hobby and just like a thing you did and a thing that you were just going to like devote your life to type shit uh secretly very secretly um i think like i think when i came out from middle school like my first year of high school i like i low-key hated school so bad I like hated school really, really, really bad. And I was like, yo, by the time I'm 18, I'm about to be a famous rapper. Or like, or like by the time I'm like, yeah, by the time I was, I, I told myself by the time I'm 18, I'm about to be a famous rapper. So then I don't gotta go to college. And 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 hopefully <laughs> early or, or hopefully like hopefully earlier so I could drop out of school. And then, right. so, so like since then secretly I'd always just be in my head like, yeah, like. <laughs> like like the, I'm just doing this shit right now. Like almost like some undercover agent shit. I'm just doing all this shit right now, playing my part. And then as soon as I hit 18, boom, I'm out of here. And then, but like I, I started getting older, reality coming to fruition and shit. Um uh basically, but I don't know, it was always just my main thing. Like even like signing up to college, there's only one college that I really wanted to go to, which was the uh, purchase. Cause they had like a cool music program. Nigga, I went to purchase. Stop it. Jeez, for real, <laughs> I went. Bro, I wanted to go to purchase so bad, bro. And then, <laughs> bro, and then I went. I went for the interview thingy. Um, they they wanted me to like. I had to do an interview with them. This is before I was producing my own beats or whatever. And I was trying to join their production shit. And uh, I was trying to like. They was asking me questions and shit. And at this point, I had only like. Like I never really produced nothing on my own, but I had asked the homie, like, you know, like, like sometimes as a rapper, you'll be with a producer and kind of tell him, like, yo, could you do this? Could you do this? Could you do this? Whatever. And so basically it was like a collab beat or whatever. And that's the beat I was trying to use to like present, like present or whatever. And then they was asking me questions about mixing. 
And I was just bullshitting so hard, bro. I was bullshitting <laughs> so crazy. And then there was like a, a music theory uh, test, and I failed it terribly. And I remember being like being there with my dad. Uh, he was like so hyped to take me up there. I got out of the test. And he's like, yo, you think you did good? I'm like, yeah, bro. I know I snapped. <laughs> I'm like, in my head, I know, like, bro, ain't no way. I was like, literally, if they allow me to join this school, it's really out of some like love shit, bro. For real. <laughs> but I, I I ended up not getting accepted. But um Nah, but but yeah, but yeah, the shit, the shit definitely like um it, it, was, it was just funny because that was like my one, that was like my like I feel like eventually it all just became I was just looking for chances to take music like seriously, you know what I mean, or be able to like mm-hmm. dive into my music. And then really one day, there was one day where like I ended up going to York College, a badass college, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Uh <laughs> it was in Queens. I remember one day I pulled up. This is like I'm like three quarters in, in into the college semester. I pull up one day. I was like running late for class. Uh I pull up, I go straight to the library. I like open my laptop. I took a selfie, closed my laptop, left the college and never came back. <laughs> 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 and that day, I was like, yeah, I'm just about to do this music shit, bro. <laughs> That was it. That's so crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I hope you will never, never forget that. Dude. So how how old were you when Hustle came out? Uh, probably. I think at that point, I, I I'd have to be like eighteen or seventeen. I, I have a late birthday, so I think I'm, I might right. have been eighteen. I'm, I'm, I think I might have been eighteen. I'm not sure. Okay. So <clears throat> so so you know like like I thought about it and Hustle is almost five it's 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 actually over five years old at this point so like mm-hmm. you know talk to me like talk to me about like it doesn't have to be too long but like real quick just like break down like what was going on with you at that time and like after you put it out and you got the reaction you got you know like between between like Tebe coming to buy the album and just like the general like eyes that were on you like how did it feel to kind of just like put that out in the world and have people be so like receptive of it so early, you know? Cause I feel like, I feel like you kind of struck and then people were immediately like just staring it down. Yeah, it, it, it was, I feel like it was kind of like a, it was a crazy experience. I feel like it was wild because, and, and I feel like that's the thing in this like music shit sometimes is that like, or like even me saying the college story or whatever, it's because it always feels like there's gonna be something that's like gonna be your big break or like your big like something, you know. And, 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 I, and I honestly, I feel like that, that that's the best uh, way to look at this shit as like everything being your big break, like every single it's like step forward is your big break, you know. Like, but um, because like even like Tebe reaching out and shit was like before Megabla shit hustle had dropped like um like nice. a few months before and i remember when that first happened i was like oh fuck like that's my favorite rapper so i'm like like i already i already you know like did like i was like I was in my head i'm like i already do what i have to do blah blah but then like months go by and then i you realize like and then i was like 17 
like 17, 18. So my brain is not like, I'm not really understanding like all of it, you know, but just like it became a thing. I was like, all right, cool. Like now I can like think about this shit. Um, I just started thinking like, like started just thinking about shit, like I guess in a more broader way. And then like, I was really when Megalvis and Hustle Drop, it was like, I like at that point, I feel like I kind of already had an idea that like shit was going to be good, like, like regardless, you know, like, um, and then from there, it was just like putting all the, the pieces together because, like, uh, New York is such a weird place that, like, anything that happens, like, everybody already knows about it. Like, like before you even like get to execute yeah. what you're trying to execute, just like everybody already knows, or whatever. So, it was just funny, and it, and it was funny too because it almost felt like like a free throw, like a free throw shot, like before the, the game ends, and like everybody's mm-hmm. like, Brad, like you about to like hit it or miss it, Brad. and then it's like, <laughs> yeah. So when the tape dropped, when the tape dropped, it was crazy, bro. I'm not gonna lie, like, like because prior, like the six months, seven months before that, I was like going to EXO Studio, uh, like certain like label people reaching out or whatever and then um but I was so broke I'm not gonna lie like I was just so broke like I, I was like broke on some like those fucks like the homies were really like looking out for me and shit um and then uh the tape had dropped and literally like like mind you I, not only was I broke I didn't have no ID like I didn't like my only idea I had was my school ID I somehow lost my passport and my like real ID couldn't find my birth certificate. Like I was just fucked, so I couldn't get no credit card, no debit card. So the only shit that I would use, was, yeah, I would just use PayPal. And this is before I knew about Uber Eats. So I, like PayPal had this like weird thing where you could like use the money at like certain like close establishments. So there would be this one Chinese restaurant that took the PayPal thingy, and I would just eat there every day basically. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> once once uh, Street Hustle had dropped, my like PayPal had just went up like it just went it, it kind of went crazy and like wouldn't go down for like a couple months, bro. And like that shit, like it, it was just wild because I was still kind of in the same predicament and I was like just using the money like like now every day like everybody like everybody we was all staying at this one crib. We would just like. I literally spent all the money on just buying food for like us, like all of us, and then getting like Uber rides and shit. And just, like we just had like lucky the summer that we got bless your hustle drop. We was living like rural rappers for <laughs> damn on some on some on some Wu Tang shit because that's like I think about I think about like I think about like Ghostface making runs to the store to go get like cans of beans and shit and like he would like go in a trench coat and like run out with the beans and then they would just like order like chicken wings from a Chinese spot. Like that's like some <laughs> real Wu-Tang shit, bro. Like that's crazy. <laughs> nah, nah, it, it, it's wild, bro. Like those times and, and like those, those times, honestly, it's like, I, 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 I praise those times because a lot of my, like some of my favorite or like most ex- spiritual experiences with music, like came from like the, like the, those times for real. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. what? I'm kind of curious now. Like the I have this one song, uh, Graba. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like like it's crazy because like I, I had woke up one night. I had like heard thunder. I, I like woke up because it was like thunder outside or whatever. 
And then um, I was just like, like, I just got up. The sky was looking crazy. Like the sky was like, had like that purple tint. And then um, I started producing this beat. And I, 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 I like started chopping the beat or whatever. And like the chops literally don't make no sense. Like it's like, even till today, I'm like, bro, like I bullshitted my way through that beat, bro. Cause like, it, 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 like the way the chop came to sound, how it sounded, I was like, bro, what the fuck? And then it even sounded like there was like thunder in the uh, beat. And I was like, bro, like, like, like I'm pretty sure I like made the beat that that night and wrote the rap and just recorded that shit. And I was just like, bro, like, it's so crazy that like, it's like the thunder woke me up out of sleep. Like, um, I chopped the beat. It's like, it naturally sounds like it's like thunder in the beat. And then uh, it, it's crazy because then the thunder thing became a big theme, like, throughout the whole uh, warm up pen, like, or like, just like the sound of the thunder because it's supposed to be like, represent like waking up to like, like creating some, like, or like coming out with some shit. But yeah, like those type of experiences, I'd be like, bro, like, that was like God, like God themselves, like waking me up, ready to like do that shit. Yeah, now, yeah, now that's definitely some sort of just like fate, divine intervention shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. like wow, and like, and like, because I never asked you this, and I've always been curious, and I don't think you've ever talked about it. Where did the name DJ Black Power come from? I mean, like, I know what it means. You know, like it, it's you know, like it's so, it's so like it's so direct. And it's like almost like kind of tongue in cheek to me. It almost feels like a joke sometimes, yeah. but like not in a bad way. It's it, it's just like funny, like DJ Black Power. It's just like yeah. yeah it's, but no. but like but but like when did you first land on the name DJ Black Power as like your producer name? I feel like it, it was it was a little minute ago. Like I feel like maybe like a year before I had dropped Where My Pen, I was kind of like going back and forth with the idea. But I, I, I definitely remember it coming up as a joke. Like, it was a joke at first. Like, kind of like, whatever. Like, it, it, it came off as a joke. But then it also, like, became like a... Um, it also be, it, it just became like a cool kind of idea. Like, like uh, to, to, like, I don't know, just like work on and stuff. Because it was one of those things, like, it was like another moment to make a serious or like, a situation that people expect to be one way, like kind of like broader, like make the uh, the context a little bit deeper, you know, like like the or like the idea of like what black power means to me, and like is black power always the most uh, positive or like most like like just like all the different aspects of that of that thing, and like how can that shit like look or whatever, but. Yeah, that it was, it was really like a year before the, uh, the Warren Moffat shit had dropped. But then it, it really ended up like molding itself into its own character. Right. Yeah. And I uh, know I'm happy you said that specifically, like molding into its own character, because like every time I talk to any rapper producer, I'm always so curious about like how those two processes like work and commingle or if they commingle for you, like how much. Like, how much does the way you produce influence the way you rap and the other way around? Like, does it? Are those two yeah. things that are, like, separate for you? Or or, nah, or, or do you, yeah. It, it's definitely, like, I feel like that's, like, and I, I get weird in this way, too, of, like, when I come up with an idea, I, like, kind of treat it like a, 
like a living, like its own being and shit. But like the black power shit, I be feeling like, yo, like, like save, like saves me in a sense to just like being able to create like, um, like its own, like its own world, you know, like, cause once I really started getting the hang of the DJ Black Power shit, I was really, after that, mostly, like, I would be most excited to rap on my own beats, like, or, like, to see what I could go into, like, Ableton and, like, cook up and shit, because I'm seeing shit, like, under uh, the lens of who I believe DJ Black Power is, you know, like, or, like, what kind of environment does DJ Black Power live in, or, like, you know, all these other things. And then it helps, I feel like it helps uh, build, like, because with everything I try and do, I'm always just trying to build a world or like build some type of infrastructure based on my writing or the production. So the production sometimes right. helps build this world or like I, this specific, like these specific ideas could fit nice in this world. <laughs> yeah, I see. Like, you know, like, you know, I mean, you mentioned War in My Pen. I think I think a lot about Never Knocked, which I think is one of my favorite mm-hmm. songs of yours. And, and, and just like the way it kind of like, it kind of it, it, it kind of like crisscrosses over itself and then yeah. you just like come in like right you come in like just after the shit starts and it's yeah. just kind of like da 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 like like i don't know it just it just feels like i think about that song a lot and just like how like your voice is in conversation with the beat that you made and it's yeah. just like the thing that's always crazy about people rapping over their own beats is like i don't know that anybody else would be able to do that the way that you did yeah you know? yeah nah, and like uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, I always appreciate uh, a rapper producer because you, I feel like, yeah, it's like you're not you're like not only the con- like the um, nigga doing the contracts now, you're also doing the building as well. You know what I mean? Like you're like right. doing you're, you're both you're like the landlord who's building his own house. You know, like but right. like that that shit is is like funny enough. I feel like Warren Montana is like the one where like it really built its own, like its own thing, like, um, or like kind of like a different style of my music. Cause I feel like one of my films was the first time where it was like me just being dependent of my own sound, you know, or like, right. what I, I think is cool. Cause even at the, the intro to one of my films, uh, Chocolate, I, I was always scared. Like, I don't know if people were like, fuck with this shit. But then like, it's funny seeing like, people be like, oh, like this is like the, um, like people always talk about that as like the beginning of just of like me, like the beginning of like my production, like being its own thing. Yeah, I can see that. And, you know, like it's uh just just to like see it grow from that to um I think Tears of Joy is what um Tears of Joy came after war in my pen, right? Or yeah. was there Yeah it was yeah. uh I'm trying to I'm 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 blanking. I'm being I'm being a bad journalist right now. Nah. But um <laughs> um, I, I, I don't think there was anything in between okay because i was because i was trying to remember I, I was trying to remember when black soap and all that shit came out i think oh, that yeah, might have yeah. been before yeah that, okay. that, that was before warm up got you okay yeah, yeah, so yeah. And, you know we, we talked about this a little bit before but um you know like a lot a lot's been made or, or no you mentioned it before but like a lot's been made of how like happy quote unquote or sad quote unquote your music is and like I feel like especially recently and I feel like I might also be guilty of this a bit like it's it's like that's kind of the narrative that's kind of built that's kind of like built itself around like what you've done 
especially like post Tears of Joy. And yeah. but to me, I'd argue I'd argue that everything you make is just like you're just raw, you know, like you're just like a naturally raw, like personal dude, you know. And mm. like you mentioned you mentioned in your vulture interview that as opposed to like binary emotions, you kind of see all of this as just like a healing process, which it is. And I think that's beautiful because like, you know, like no one's ever the shit like, you know, like everybody moves at their own pace. And, yeah. you know, just like in that respect, like considering considering how things have changed, especially from Tears of Joy to Disco to now Beware of the Monkey, like how far along in the healing process do you feel like you are? Because you've been through a lot. I don't need to say what ha- yeah. what's happened to you, but like you've yeah. been through a lot. So like, nah, where yeah. do you feel you are there? I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm still learning where like every, I feel like every day. I think I'm a teacher. I realize I'm like more of a student than I like ever uh, realized, you know, like, because there's always some shit out there to like bust your heads, you know, or like, or like just have you like, um, like thinking about this shit in a, in a, in a, in a different way. Like, and I, I, I feel like, like, for, I've been healing for, I feel like even like healing, like, it's like, um, I don't know. Like, like I feel like I, I've definitely been been healing for a long time, and like healing with my family as well. I'm like trying to uh, put things together, like put uh, like create an experience that we may have not been able to experience before. So I feel like, and, and and those parts like we're healing, but I feel like part of healing is just being a student to all of this shit, and like becoming more comfortable like with languages that you're not used to. Um, speaking basically like i was having a conversation with my older sister recently is like yeah like like i feel like sometimes we and, and not between me and her but just in general like i was telling her like sometimes we do things to hurt each other and when we um talk about it it uh we internalize it instead of like taking it for you know just like what the actual information is you know and i'm like that's that's like a part of like something we need to learn to do to like like not not feel the stab of of things that may have happened but more so like be grateful that like we lasted like past it you know and like like the fact that like we could easily talk about things means that like we're a step forward towards changing shit or like a step forward towards like making shit a different way so I don't know, like, just, like, those type of conversations and, like, those type of, uh, I don't know, I feel like the world has been in such a crazy place while we're going through our own shit that, like, there's a lot of mm-hmm. rebuilding we got to do, you know, like, to, like, enjoy, like, bro, the shit I was telling my sister, bro, is, like, life, the world, society, bro, is cracking down on the quality of life. Like, people do not want a mutant, like, the quality of life is fucking decreasing every single day, you know what I mean? So, like, at this point, it's, like, up to us to create some shit that makes this shit worth it, you know? So. Yeah, definitely, you know? Um, It's it's so crazy you mentioned that. I was talking to my sister about that probably three, four days ago. My sister just moved home from um, from Portland probably about, like, almost three months ago at this point. And it's just, like, you know, it's it's just beautiful to it like it, like it's scary but also beautiful to be able to just talk about like things that are wrong 
uh, with the world and with like your own personal relationships and just like things you've been through and just like find, you know, you know, just like finding ways to finding ways to make it through and just like do shit. Like you said, that just like, you know, just like just just to put shit out there that makes it worth it, you know? And I think like, I think, um, the thing that's so special about disco and evil eye or excuse me disco and beware of the monkey to me is that um you know like the stuff on it feels you know like even you know like even if it's you know like you your shit your shit isn't always just all one thing or all the other but in general those two albums feel so sunny to mm-hmm. me like they feel or, or maybe sunny is the wrong word they feel warmer to uh-huh. me you know like especially especially like you know, like Evil Eye and Zaza are like two of the warmest songs you've ever made. Like yeah. I can feel your, I can I can feel your smile on those yeah. two songs. And you know, like going to beware of the monkey, I can, you know, like no no curse lifted and stop worry or once again, like those songs are like warm and inviting and like mm-hmm. you're talking about you're you're talking about shit that's both happy and sad, but it just feels it feels like a hug in that way. You know, like it feels yeah. like a hug in the way that in a way that hunger doesn't. You yeah, know, just, like I in a way that, yeah. I yeah, so like, so just like, because those two albums kind of feel so similar in like tone to me, like talk to me about making both Disco and Beware of the Monkey and like where your mind was at and like what, what you were, what you wanted people to take away from that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, feel, like, um, I feel like with Disco, but disco is kind of like my uh I was trying to make it maybe I was trying to make it, but I was trying to make it like my artsy, like my artsy album or like my like uh not even artsy, but just my album that like kind of proves my um just like my sound and 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 whatever. So I was just like doing shit that usually I would make and then keep. I was like, I'm gonna put this on the project and like, and like see if people like, fuck, like fuck with this stuff or shit like, like Frogville. Like Frogville is yeah. one that I, I I would make and keep for myself. Cause I was like, oh yeah, this shit is hard. But I don't know if anybody else is gonna understand this shit. Or like, uh, <laughs> or like at, at Thirst Sight. Um, oh God, bro. I love that fucking song, bro. Yo, thank you, bro. That's literally one of my favorite songs that I've ever made, bro. I can't lie. <laughs> like, but, Can I? That, no, I'm, I'm I'm sorry to cut you off. The first um, I remember when Disco came. No, when Navin sent me Disco, I told him like at Thirst Sight is fucking crazy. I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna sample snitch on you, but you know you know you know what you grabbed. You know you know you know what you grabbed. And I I heard that and I was like because that's my favorite. That's that's my favorite uh that artist song ever. <laughs> and yeah, so 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 to, so like. I'd never heard anybody sample that song in any way. Forget that way, but like, <laughs> I love I love that fucking song. So nah, yeah, you, yeah, big up. Nah, yeah, that, that one like I feel like it was a lot of like testing, testing like my abilities on this shit, especially like testing because I feel like what I like to do like in my work is like give ideas, like like uh, put the idea out instead of trying to like polish it completely to be a whole complete uh thought i'm like like if you give people the ideas you also give them room to think of shit for themselves you know what i mean right. so like 
I, I, I always just try to put the idea out. So I, I, I was really excited for like a track, like at their site to come out on that one or like um, uh, Frogville or even um, what's the one? Uh, like it's like right after Tailwind or right before Tailwind. Um, I can't remember what the shit called. But, um, Let me see. It, it, it was uh, just airdrop. Nah, not even airdrop. I got you right now. Uh, Sandra, 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 Sandra. Mm. Yeah, it's like it was one where I didn't really use no sample on, and like those th- those ones that like I would do like at the crib, but not really put out, you know. So it was it, it was just cool. Like I feel like that one, especially in terms of like soundish or, or leaders of tomorrow. Which is one of my personal favorite beats ever. Like, like that Crazy. shit. I, like, bro, I, I, I wish I could have worked with a real director and like made a movie just based on that song alone, bro. Like, like the the or just even not, my my lyrics don't even have to be on it. Just the production, bro. Because literally, I'm, I'm like, it's just like, I don't know, like, for yeah, for me, I feel like this go was about really painting this picture. Like that, that was like in in my head, and like um, like the because the whole thing of disco is that it's like the disco ball is supposed to represent the the world, and the like like the disco, I guess, being sun that was like being reflected upon is like pushing all that shit, like like it's kind of like pushing all that shit back out. You know what I mean? Like instead of like keeping like taking the shit in, it's like pushing, pushing all this shit back up. And that was like the overall idea of the shit. Um, and I, I, it, I guess it just seemed like a good opportunity to uh, express all these like more experimental ideas that I have, but it's so weird because they're more experimental ideas, but a lot of people would tell me that this, this is like some of the most accessible music that <laughs> like I've made, I like made for me. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I guess, bro. Like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Blake. Um, no, no, not finish your thought. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was, I was just gonna say that, like, I, I love the, th- I love the thought of you kind of making music as like giving an idea to people and having them kind of complete the thought because mm-hmm. your music also feels very, con- your music's always felt conversational to me in that way. But especially from tears, especially from tears of joy, um, up until these, um, up and through these last couple joints you put out, like it's just uh, uh, because I was, um, I was talking to my man Austin. Shout out to Austin yesterday um, about about the idea of like what it means to have your art interpreted and like what it means for like whether that be by like the artist themselves or by a listener or by like a journalist or a critic and like yeah. what like you know like whose interpretation matters mm-hmm. and it's just like whenever I try to do stuff whenever I write speaking for myself super quick I like I try to, I try to take I try to take in as many perspectives like I write for me but mm-hmm. I also want to be able to put across like I try my hardest to meet an artist halfway with what they're trying to do whether I like the shit or not I at least want to I at least want to feel like I kind of understand where they're coming from. And if I don't, then that can just be like more shit for me to write about. But like mm-hmm. when it comes to your when it comes to your music, you know, like you 
you're it, it's it's just like you're posing a question or like stating a thought and then waiting for somebody to bring their own shit to it which is which it which in and of itself is experimental because we're so used to thinking of like a song as a complete thought or something that needs to be a complete thought and that isn't to say that your music's not like complete or not thoughtful because it's all of those things but you know you you just kind of leave it it's open-ended in a way that a lot of people's aren't you know like i can't really think of much other I mean, like, there's other people who do shit like that, but it's just cool to see you do it in that way and be so conscious of, the, you know, like, that's what, like, I think that's what makes your music so strong is that because it's, like, you kind of make it open-ended, but it's not, but that also doesn't make it, like, half-finished or, yeah. like, you didn't put thought into it. Like, you're just kind of leaving spaces open for people to walk through the hole, you know? Nah, like, yeah, really, because the, the shit, the shit for real is supposed to be, like, um, like I, I I always try and keep shit intentional or like like make sure I'm just being intentional about like uh wh- whatever I'm doing. So I think it, it helps give the a lot of the ideas like the purpose that they need, you know. Right. And how do you and how do you feel that kind of manifested on Beware of the Monkey? It's crazy, like because like like I, I usually figure out what the tape is about at the ending. Like when it's like right. kind of getting finished, like put all together and shit. But like Beware the Monkey was so weird because uh I kind of went into it with this with the idea, like, cause the whole astrology shit kind of predicts what the year is supposed to be like for you. And um I definitely like it was definitely a lot of it was definitely right. I don't know if I self-prophesized it for myself, but a lot a lot it was like a it's kind of like a tough year. It was a tough year, but it was weird because it was a tough year, but it was one of the years I like been most uh, stable, like financially and shit. Um, but like mentally, I was just like tripping out. I was tripping out for a lot of the years, like just like stressing the fuck out over like a lot of dumb shit. Like, I don't know, like uh it it, it definitely like so like a lot of the songs became like re- representations of that, and like also just like wanting to like get away from that as well, and like trying to figure out like what do I got to do to like get get out of this shit, um, and it, it really like was like a diary, but then it became like more so not a diary because I already had an idea of how the year was supposed to go, so it's kind of like how I'm like supposed to like fight back against the reality that I, I guess has like already been chosen for me, you know? Right. What, um, what, what, what Lunar New Year animal are you? Are you a monkey? Nah, I'm a tiger. Mm, I'm a monkey. So that's oh, why, that's, that, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm a monkey. That's why, that's why when I saw the title, I was like, damn, you really, you really, really calling me out right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> awesome that's shit. Cool. That's um, why, I think you're the first person that has, like comes to me like yeah I'm here to make as well. Yeah, nah, it's, <laughs> it's uh, I, I I like when I was a kid I was always more interested in like the lunar new year animals than I was in like zodiological signs, which yeah. I'm a little more interested in now. Um, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, I just uh, I didn't look too deep into it in terms of like what it meant on that level, but I just like, I just kind of appreciate that like 
you know this you know like this new like like this new project is so is so cool to me because because it really feels like you're you know like it's like we're always healing we're always figuring things out you know like more a student than a teacher type shit but mm -hmm. this like there's there's so much going on on here that i feel like i can't always grasp on the first listen and that always invites me to kind of come in and do more you know like i because like i got stuck on no curse lifted because like <laughs> i, I I've, I've, I've been meaning to tell you that like it sounds like street fighter music and i mean that in the best way possible like that like that like like that sounds like guile and blanca are about to fucking go at it every oh, time i hear that shit pumps me up like <laughs> like like to the point where I thought you did it intentionally. I don't know if you did or not, but like it just sounds like that. It sounds like Street Fighter Two era fucking shit. I, like, and um, you know, just like stuff like that, and like hearing like Ipari Park and fucking like closing credits is um. When I went back and listened to it again, closing credits is one that really just like hit me in the chest and like. Hey, yeah, I I just um just i don't know the way the the way the way you uh you you know you know like you deal with a lot of heavy shit in your music but it always you always just come back to pushing it forward and you know just like taking it one day at a time and that's like aspiring for me you know as someone who's a little bit older but like mm -hmm. i see i see like teenagers and people in their early 20s listening to your shit and think to myself like yeah like they're in good hands you know <laughs> like just off of like the way you right being, that. yeah thank you Ray. yeah no yeah yeah i i just like i don't know it's been it's been it's been beautiful sitting with this album and really just kind of letting it grow on me and i'm excited to let it grow on me even more and mm -hmm. you know i um to kind of to kind of wrap this up i um I mentioned this earlier, but like your profile's grown so much over the course of the last half decade. Like the last time I saw you, no, 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 two times ago when you when when y'all open um, when you and Vale open for Gibbs, yeah. um, I told you that the first time I the first time we ever met was when you and Slums opened for Dean Spencer and Much Mores, like right Crazy. before Hustle came out. <laughs> And like we talked for like ten seconds, and I and you like you introduced yourself to me. I introduced myself to you, and I had no idea where you were gonna head at that point. But then I heard <laughs> the project, and I was like, "Oh, this nigga's a star!" Like <laughs> on 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 some real shit. And like you've kind of fulfilled that prophecy because you know, like you've you know you know like you've like you made your own record label. You've kind of been at the vanguard of whatever this scene or whatever you want to call it is for like a minute at this point you know like you started your own festival you, you like you know like you wiki and alchemist just did a fucking tommy hilfiger collab like <laughs> you know and like you know and like and like you got like you got almost a million monthly listeners on spotify and like before you were just you were just hyped that people were buying your shit off Bandcamp and putting money in your paypal you know <laughs> so like so like as someone you know, like not to not to like pat myself on the back or be crazy or anything, but like as someone who's been here from for for a minute, you know, like it's uh, a it's really amazing to see you kind of stay ten toes and really commit to yourself and build something that's not just so great for yourself, but for so many other people. And like to see you be so community oriented and so like 
willing to be a person to people like that shit is really beautiful and yeah like and, and like I really mean that but like looking but like looking back on everything you've accomplished since 2017 like what would you say is the biggest difference between Mike right before he dropped may God bless your hustle and Mike now on the verge of a gigantic fucking headlining tour with four <laughs> five four and goddamn Slauson Malone and shit. <laughs> Yo, the difference, bro. Uh, before, bro. Thank you so much for that. that. That like that shit really just meant the world to me, bro. That shit, like, thank you, bro. Thank, thank you. I, I I don't even know how to like put into words how grateful I am, bro. Because I, I, I don't really go through the memory lane like that too much. So, like, especially with other people, but, like, even just to know somebody is, like, watching and caring, bro, that shit means the most to me, bro. So thank you, bro. Thank you. I got you, man, for real. Bro, uh, bro shit I would say is shit is a lot, a lot less frantic. <laughs> like, like I'm, a, I'm a lot less frantic. I'm a lot. I have more control. <laughs> yeah. yeah i can t- i can tell you have a lot more control and just like you know you're uh you got so much further to go and there's just like you already have like beware of the monkey is something that feels like it came from a lot of trial and error and a lot of like i'm here now on mm-hmm. some like yeah yeah, yeah like i just like the like the idea that you have almost a million people listening to your shit every month is like that's just really crazy and it's scary (laughs) but like you you worked for that you don't need me to tell you all this but it's just cool to it's cool to see that happen and like manifest in the music and you you know just like for you to be solid and shit you know like it's it's just i i i don't know like it's 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 really beautiful to see and uh I appreciate that shit, bro, for real. Yeah. And to, like, wrap this up, like, for real, Mike, if your life was a movie, what would it be about? Uh, what would it be if my life was a movie? Like, what kind of, what kind of movie would it be? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or or if you want, you could just be like, my life would be paid in full because, like, I already know you'd be niche <laughs> and shit. But nah, nah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, my life as a movie, bro, it'd be like, it, it, it'd be like, uh, it, it'd be a, a, a thriller, comedy, romance, drama. Uh, it, it'd be everywhere, everything, all at once. <laughs> <laughs> for, for real, but, but the, the, the Nigerian, the Nollywood version. <laughs> the Nollywood version of everything, that, that, like. See now, I need the Nollywood version of everything, everywhere, all at once. That's wild. That's <laughs> would it? Would it be a tragedy? Would yeah. it be a tragedy? We, 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 we gotta we gotta wait and see. We gotta wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, kids, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Yo, um, yeah, no, nah, I'm happy. I'm happy. Nah, that's like. I need that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a go do my due diligence and go, go catch up on some more Nollywood because it's, it's amazing. <laughs> and every, 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 everyone, everyone needs to run it as hey, soon as they can. <laughs> but like, 
but like Mike, bro, thank you. Like I don't I I don't I don't know what else to say. Just like thank you for um thank you for thank you for your thoughtfulness and just like for the the music and just like just being solid. Like, you know, like you, you know, just like you're like a good dude. Hey, and, bro, I appreciate that shit, bro, for real. Yeah, man. It's 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 been a it's 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 really been beautiful to see the come up and then like I know you got a thousand different other places to go. So I'm just ready uh, to see it move. Hey, it's good. We doing it, bro. We doing it. We doing it. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Th thank you for being one of the solid journalists out here, bro. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, bro. No, I appreciate that. This is like this shit means everything to me. And I just want, I I, I just I just wanna like, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna give people a platform and tell stories as best as I can. So, you know, the uh, fact that y'all trust me. The fact that the fact that y'all trust me means a lot, you know, like that, that like I'm incredibly grateful for that. So thank hey, you for really, that. Of course, man, of course. Yo, son. Thanks for listening. Shout out to y'all for making it this far. And shout out to all the black people listening too, because y'all really impeccable. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend to come through next time. One. <laughs>